This is gonna be a bit of a two-parter because it's a bit long, but I've been thinking a lot about my relationship with WordPress.com. You know, I, I can uniquely say that I'm the only person in the world who has gone from being a theme shop at Graph Paper Press, working there and sort of helped building it up with a team of three, to quitting, going to work for one of the biggest WordPress companies in the world, if not the biggest, WordPress.com is the biggest, to being the first person to ever lead the premium theme team initiative at WordPress.com, to being one of the co-creators of Underscores. Like, after Ian creative, created Underscores, the two major players of like building that up were me and Michael Fields. After that, we had Constantine Obenland come in and do a lot of stuff, and then we had sort of a whole lot of the other theme team come in and really start working on it. And then, after that, sort of get into the idea of, okay, I think I need to move on from the company and sell themes, still sell themes, on WordPress.com as a platform, but as a shop. So there's not a whole lot of people in this world, probably none other than me, that can say this. I, I come from this from a place of deep, deep, deep entrenchment with WordPress.com, Automatic, WordPress, WordPress self-hosted, like all of that, right? And how do I feel about Automatic as a company? How do I feel about WordPress.com? The best way that I can put this is that I feel like right now I'm in the seventh year of marriage. I think the stat on marriages is like if you can make it past seven, then the stats are really good for your survival as a marriage. And if you can make it past or if you don't make it past seven, then the stats are really bad. That's sort of how I'm feeling right now. It's like, okay, well, 2011 was when I sort of started really kind of getting my, my, my hands dirty with WordPress.com, working there, kind of getting myself involved with a lot of the community stuff around WordPress, Automatic as a company, starting to understand the politics behind the wide-reaching effects of whatever I would say as a developer at WordPress.com and how that had an effect of how people looked at Automatic. Like, I started getting into that in 2011, and we're almost into 2018. So I'm looking at almost seven years of really dealing with, dealing with uh, .com. I call it .com, at Automatic. And the feeling, I guess, at seven years is this. It's kind of like a 51-49 approach. It's very much like, you know what? I don't know, but I'm 51% optimistic that things will work out the way they need to work out. Especially right now being in the position of a theme shop that sends themes into WordPress.com that still, still to this day, and it's been almost four or five years, still to, to this day has not fully perfected premium themes. I don't mean coding them, I mean distributing them, accepting them, getting high quality, getting high quality designs, getting high quality code, getting customer oriented designs and code into the ecosystem instead of top-down dictated designs and code into the ecosystem. Like all of that, it still struggles very, very, very much with. One of the things that you quickly learn when you start working at a big company, as a premium theme developer, that does not have a profit 
we don't really have like a profit imperative, right? When you work at the premium theme team at WordPress.com, the first thing in your mind is, I want to I want to make cool themes. When you own a premium theme shop, the first thought in your head is, we need to be able to eat. Like we need to be able to survive. So not only do we need to make awesome stuff that people need and that people demand that we make, but we also need to make it really cool, really beautiful, really functional. It's a completely different way of viewing premium themes and you don't understand that unless you've been on both sides of the equation. Let me pause this. I'm going to do a part two because I really want to get into this. This is part one.